Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Gap Radio, the podcast for real financial advisors all around the world. This is episode number three on goals. If you haven't listened to one and two, you probably want to do that. Then again, you could just listen to this one and see how much you like it and then decide if it's worth it to go back and listen to one and two. So goals. One of the things that we really important with goals, and this is hard, is we've got to make sure that the goals that we talk about, and again, episode two, we talked about using the term guesses and getting people to relax a little bit around goals. So once we've done that, right, one of the things we've got to make sure is that they're their goals, right? The only goals that matter when it comes to financial planning is theirs. And I just, that that may sound super self-obvious, so I got to walk you through why this is so important to me is one, and I love the old Stephen Covey quote that the last thing you want to do is spend your whole life, I'm paraphrasing here, I'm sure I'm not getting it right, but last thing you want to do is spend your whole life climbing a ladder only to find out it's leaning against the wrong wall. And so often those wrong walls are society's definition of what we should be doing. These are society's goals imposed upon us that we adopt for ourselves and think that somehow it matters to us. Or it may be our parents have told us our whole lives that, you know, such and such is important. And so we've set that as our own goal only to go, wait, I don't really even like that. I I can't tell you how many times that's occurred to me, Not, not about my parents and not about society, but just like, wait a second. I've been thinking my whole life that I'm supposed to really do this thing and I don't even like that thing. What if I just stop? So that's one element of goals being theirs, right? Like, so walk clients through, and I'm not sure it's a discussion you have, like, is that society's goal? Is that your goal? It's just, you have it in the back of your mind. You're trying, and I don't think you do this in the first meeting, but one of the goals of a real financial advisor is to have the type of relationship where you feel like, aha, this is what really matters to them. And that may take years to develop. Just have it in the back of your mind, right? Goals. Now, one thing that's interesting is when people come in and they say something like, I need $2 million to retire. Well, it's very easy at that point to go, hey, tell me more about that. I'm I'm trying to do this in terms that I would actually use with clients instead of my smart aleck terms. But, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. Like, where did that goal come from? Or what? it sounds like you've put some thought into that. Why 2 million? Right? And, and often people will say, oh, you know what? I don't know, really. Sometimes they'll say, actually, I have put a bunch of thought into it. And let me walk you through how I got there. And that's really insightful. And other times they'll say, you know, I, I haven't. I just sort of heard that was a good number. Okay, cool. All right. Well, it sounds, you know what? Sounds like a good, a good guess to me. Let's put it down on this piece of paper and, and go back and listen to episode two if this isn't making sense. But it sounds like a good guess to me. As good as any. Let's put it on this piece of paper and we'll talk more about it later. So that's sort of like, where did these goals come from? And then the other piece that's really, really important is understanding that your goals, and I'm speaking to you, real financial advisor, your goals don't matter in terms of your the planning you're doing for a client. Your goals do not matter. This is really hard to sort through. You may have some real strong beliefs about debt. You may have some real strong beliefs about how education should be paid for. And it's okay to share those beliefs, maybe, but let's make sure that we don't share them in a way that we are influencing their goals. Like, let me give you the debt example. 
let's say that you are a sort of really, in fact, I know all of you are, right? Like we're, let's say we're really technically super competent financial advisors. And let's say one, and let's also say that maybe for you, you're unemotional about debt and you are a walking spreadsheet when it comes to debt and you view debt as a tool. And so, and, and again, I want to make sure there's, man, there's so much morality around this. Like people right or wrong get so fired up about what I'm about to say. But let's say that you are comfortable because mortgage rates are at historic lows. You're comfortable having borrowed as much as you possibly can against your house at three and a half percent and investing that money you know, investing the difference in the payments and even investing the money that you know is for your house in a diversified, globally diversified, low cost portfolio for the next 15 years to match your mortgage. And then at the end of 15 years, you'll, the mortgage will be paid off and you'll have this big pool of money. Let's say we know, we all know we can build a spreadsheet that looks like that. And the inputs that go into that spreadsheet are reasonable. Let's say that's your belief. And believe me, don't I don't need emails from you. Believe me, I know we can also build a spreadsheet that shows the exact opposite of that, right? And I, and and I I'm not I'm going to try not to even tell you where I fall on that right now. But let's say that's your belief, and the client says, as a goal, like I'd really like to pay off my mortgage. Now I've seen advisors like talk. Now we've also got to I mean we got to address maybe the elephant in the room here, like the conflict of interest too. You know, obviously you get paid you don't get paid for them to pay down their mortgage if you view a relationship that way, which I don't, and I don't think any of you do because we all know that the best business decision we could ever make for our careers, probably short-term, but definitely long-term is to always do what's in the best interests of the client and you know helping them meet their goals. So of course, we don't get in fact, it might even cost us compensation in the short term to tell somebody to pay down a mortgage, but that does not enter the equation here with this group because we're real financial advisors and we just do what's best for them. So now back to the point here, they may have a goal of paying down the mortgage and that may feel like the right thing to do. Now, is it, is it okay to educate them? Just walk them through like, okay, you may have heard about this. Let me just walk you through another option and I'm going to lay out these two or three options. Sure. I have found though that even after laying out the options, that it's then okay for me to say, as a real financial advisor, it's okay for me to say, you know what? After, as we've talked about this, it's become really clear to me. Like, even though the spreadsheet says that maybe it'd be better to, re to invest the difference and not pay down your mortgage, you know what? There's some variables in here that I could change to show you like paying down your mortgage would be the best thing you ever did, depending on what happens in the equity markets. And it sounds really important to you. And I'm pretty confident you understand the pros and cons of both. And so I'm going to give you my advice. My advice is, you know, let's meet that goal. It sounds really important to you. I think it's not imprudent <laughs> to go that direction. That's just one example. And I know I, I can already sense that there's all this sort of right or wrong or moral, morality around it. That's just one example. I mean, we could do education funding. We could do whether one of the breadwinners should stay at home. I remember I got in that argument with somebody online because they said um, being a stay-at-home mom is always a bad financial decision. And I said, really? Ask my wife. And my wife has on her balance sheet a little line item that says, being at home with my with the kids. 
And she has put a number on that in terms of her, how much she values that. And it's far more valuable for her, for her and for me and for the kids, obviously, but for her, it was her, it's far more valuable for her to have been at home. So don't tell me that it's always a bad financial decision because it depends on your goals and they're your goals. And the only person that matters, the only goals that matter when it comes to your financial plan are yours. The only goals that matter that when it comes to your client's financial plans are theirs. And so we've got to try to separate out society's goals and our own biases as we do this planning. I hope that helps. And I, I get the sense that this might generate some comments and discussion, and I would welcome that. And I think you understand what I was trying to say here. I'm not, I, I happen to fall out under the I love paying down debt camp, but I'm very aware of the exact example I gave. Like I've got good friends that use leverage to their benefit. The point here is make sure the goals are theirs. And that's going to be a long process. I'm not suggesting you like call that out in the first meeting. It's just always, and I think the nice question is, oh, tell me more about that. Why? Why is that a goal? Why do you want to retire at 55? Why do you think you need 2 million? Why do you, you know, why are you spending that much? Why are you saving that little? Why are you saving that much? You know, why? Why is the key? I think just ask one more why in order to make sure those goals are theirs.